thank you for tuning in to the Fires of Revival podcast. It is my prayer that you are helped by the weekly ministry conversations and expositional teachings through Key Bible Passages. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast. And now for the episode. Excited you are here for today's episode. We, again, are still in our same series that we've been in, and we'll be in this for the next uh, at least three, three weeks or so. But if you have your Bible, we'll be in the book of 1 John chapter 1. It's 1 John chapter 1. It'll be just a minute before we read our text. But today's topic is still continuing on. So it's New Life Comes With. And for those just joining us, it's New Life Comes With, dot, dot, dot. And then I bring a different topic each week. Something that comes with is the Bible says our new life in Christ, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5 and in other passages of Scripture, talking about how that when we get saved, the, the old things, the old nature, the old life, all of those things are put away, they're past, they're behind us, and we are new creatures in Christ. And today we're looking at new life comes with joy. Now, joy is one of those things that is very similar to happiness, but is very different at the same time. We're going to talk about that today. How that new life, when you trust Christ as Savior, when you first become a Christian, or when you help others become Christians by pointing them to Christ, there's some joy that comes along in those things. And with each of these, I've been bringing parallels to having a son and being a father. Kind of just, I'm no expert in that, so don't think this is an expert on parenting because this is not. I guarantee you I'm not doing that. I'm not qualified at all. But just looking at simple little things that I've noticed just from having you know, a son and so forth. So new life comes with joy. And before we progress any further with our topic, I do want to make a special announcement. I meant to make this at the very beginning, but it slipped my mind because I was just looking at my notes here. Uh, last week, I meant to drop this episode, but life got very busy. I had a wedding to go to, just a lot of things going on, and I just got behind in it. So last week, there was no episode. So to make up for that, today, as you'll notice, if you looked on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, Today, there's going to be two episodes that released. This is supposed to have been the episode last week and then this week's episode. So two episodes have released. So those that like listening to a lot of podcasts and binging them, this is the thing for you. You've got this episode and the next all on the same day. So please enjoy those things. But new life comes with joy. So, you know, my son was born. It was an exciting thing. Yes, though it was scary realizing the fact, you know, I'm a father now and have no clue what I'm doing and anyone listening who is a father or a mother, any kind of parent, you understand that when you first have that child, it's like, well, I have no, he's beautiful, he's awesome, he's great, but at the same time, you have no clue what you're doing, and I still feel that way in a sense. But there was some joy that it was came along with that. When my son came, it was such an exciting thing to be able to hold my son for the first time and see him, and that was a joyful thing. Sure, there was a lot of pain going into that, especially for my wife and things, uh, with labor, and sure, there was a lot of times, you know, leading up to the pregnancy, uh, during the many months that my wife and I were frustrated, and we thought, man, this I wish this thing could just hurry up and end and get over with. But you know what? It was all worth it, seeing our son, seeing him there cry in our arms and just look up at us and realizing we're his parents and, we're, and he is our son. There was some joy in that, some happiness in that. And holding a child, again, it's a joyful thing. It's the same thing spiritually. Those of you who are saved, think of the joy it was when you first got saved. Think back to how, maybe it's been 20 years for you, listener. Maybe it's been a few months. But where, whenever that was, think back to how exciting being saved is. The fact that you're no longer going to hell, but you're on your way to heaven. That's an exciting fact. Just thinking of that for me, knowing that I deserved eternal punishment. I deserved tormenting in hell. I deserved all of those terrible things because of my sin. Yet Christ died to pay for that, and I accepted that free gift. And I was on my way to heaven, and that was an exciting thing. Sure, when I got saved, I was six years old. I was in kindergarten, had no clue you know, really what was going on in life. I understood the gospel enough to be saved, but I really didn't understand, you know, all the 
deep things of salvation and the deep things of Scripture that I've started to kind of grow as I got older. Still haven't arrived, obviously, but you get the point. But I just remember being so excited. I had no idea what would lay ahead of me in the Christian life and the difficulties I would face. And many of you could say the same thing. But you know what? You were excited. You were just joyful. You were pumped. You were happy. Why? Because you were saved. You have new life in Christ. And those listening, think back to that and remind yourself of the joy of salvation. First John chapter 1, verse 4, the Bible says this. These things write we unto you. Why? It says here, that your joy may be full. God's goal for each of us as a Christian is for our joy to be full. How can it be filled? Think back to when you got saved, kind of reminiscing again like what I just said. That'll get you excited. I, you know, when I've been down and discouraged and just wanting to quit, a lot of times I'll just go back and think of the good things that God has done for me and the blessings, and you know what? It changes my perspective. I realize, you know what? Life may seem terrible right now, but ultimately it's not that bad. Ultimately it's not as bad as I'm making it out to be, and things are going to work out. Uh, James chapter 1, verse of the Bible says, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. You know, it's hard to count difficulties with joy, yet that's what the Scripture tells us to do. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, if you have your Bible, I would encourage you to go there. Philippians chapter 3, verse 1, the book about joy. The Bible says this, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. It's a command. He sang it twice in one verse, saying that we are to be joyful, we are to rejoice in what Christ has done for us. Now keep in mind, happiness and joy are similar, but they're not the same thing. Happiness, I heard someone describe it this way, I think it's the best way. Happiness is dependent upon happenstance or circumstances. You know, when someone gives me a bowl of ice cream, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be excited. You know, someone gives me a coffee, that's a great day, that's a good thing. But my happiness is going to go when I eat the ice cream and when I drink the last bit of coffee and it's gone, right? Because the thing I was so happy with and loved is now gone. You know, you've been happy when you're with your friends and when you leave them and say goodbye, that's a hard thing. You're no longer happy and excited as you were when you were with them. Whereas joy is dependent upon a person, that person being Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, the Bible says, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He never will. The Bible says that he's with us forever. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And that's the encouraging thing, is that when life is bleak and dim and it seems like there's no way out, I can look to Christ. I can look to Him, my refuge, my rescue, and I can get back and remind myself of the joy that I have in Christ. And something ironic back with these passages with Philippians chapter 3 and 4, the verses that we read about rejoicing, and again I say rejoice. Keep in mind, if, you, if you're a, stu- a student of Bible history, you understand that Paul wrote Philippians in jail. He's in the bottom of a jail cell. And here he is in the middle of all of this. He wrote this letter out with pen and ink and paper and parchments, and it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That leaves no wiggle room. That leaves no elbow room for other things. He's not saying, you know, rejoice until things go bad or rejoice until this happens. He's saying, no, we are to rejoice always. Meaning at any time, at any circumstance, at any point, we are to rejoice in the things of God. We're to rejoice in Christ we're to rejoice in the things around us despite our circumstances. You know, there's joy in serving Jesus. And listeners, if you're serving the Lord in a ministry and, and you're feeling like you're down and you just want to quit, think back to what Christ did for you. Remind yourself of the little things. Remind yourselves of the simple things, the, the simplicity found in serving Jesus and just getting back to the joy, getting back to realizing, you know what, I'm a Christian, I'm a new creature, my life has been changed, so I'm going to live in joy of that. You know, this joy in serving Jesus, I can think back as I was studying, I just began thinking back of old memories. 
And during college, I had the privilege of serving uh, the Bearden bus route all four years of college. My senior year as the bus captain. It was an encourage, an exciting time. If anyone on that route is listening, I'm not sure if you guys are, but if you are, I'd love to hear from you guys. But they could tell you there were some crazy times. We had times that we were discouraged. I remember we'd knock on some doors and people would threaten to call the cops or, you know, would threaten different things with us. And I remember several times just wanting to go to my car and just wanting to honestly sit there in the driver's seat and just put my head in the steering wheel and just cry and think this is hopeless. I could spend my Saturday or Sunday sleeping in, doing other things, you know, exercising, going off, having fun with other friends that weren't in this ministry. And I could do so many different things. And I would focus on that, my circumstances, happenstance, again, like happiness. But you know what? Christ began to remind me, you know what, Colton, it's okay. You're going to have difficult days, but looking back, there were some great days. Yeah, we had some hard days, but there were some exciting times. Thinking back to the joy of seeing new lives come to Christ and seeing children come on the bus for the first time and leave that same day a saved person and seeing them now live the Christian life. Seeing those who were saved but, you know, maybe falling by the wayside, straying from their faith, getting right with God. And I remember there was a, a man that we met one time on the bus route. He was in his uh, late 20s, and he began to come pretty faithfully. And then he disappeared, and I thought, this is discouraging. This guy was coming for a few months. He even joined the church and so, or did some things, but he just disappeared. And one day he came back. And he was talking to me, he said, hey, Colton, I need to get baptized. And we were able to disciple him and explain to him what baptism was, made sure he was saved. And he got baptized. And that was an encouraging thing, seeing him proclaim his faith in Christ. There's some exciting things in serving Jesus. And when I think of Bible college and my time at Crown, that is the thing that sticks out to me the most, was just serving in ministry and seeing the joy of influencing others for Christ and the joy of just dying to self daily and serving the Lord with it. And listeners, I'd love to hear your stories on these same things. I'm sure many of us could sell similar things. Maybe you have a Sunday school class that you wanted to quit or give up, but the Lord has just reminded you of the little things and reminded you that, you know what, you're to serve with joy, to serve with gladness and watch that the Lord makes a difference. You know, this world doesn't have true joy. If you study any people of history, you'll find that they're trying to find joy in the form of happiness and they can't find it. You see celebrities all the time committing suicide or just realizing that life is empty. Yeah, I can remember growing up, the celebrity Robin Williams, the comedian, the actor, and I remember watching movies with him in it and seeing things, and he was hilarious. He was a funny guy. I loved listening to him, watching him. Uh, the movies that he was in, Night at the Museum, they were hilarious, and I remember laughing a ton at them, but you know what? It was sad. He committed suicide. Why? Because he felt like life was meaningless. There was no joy. There was no happiness. There was no true meaning to it. And that's the beautiful thing about the Christian life is that the world is trying to find joy in everything. They're trying to find it in alcohol in drugs, in pornography, in any kind of thing you fill in the blank, any vice, they're trying to find joy in that. But you know what? My joy is found in Christ. My joy is found in what Christ did for me. It's found in the new life that Christ gives to each of us who trust Him as Savior. And the world is going to try to find that with everything that they have. But you know what? They're not going to find it outside of Christ. So the conclusion of this, Christian, if you're listening this morning or evening or whatever time or whatever day it is that you're listening to this, Realize the joy, the simplicity you have in Christ. You know, it's easy to get worked up and to focus on temporal things. And again, focus on happiness, our happenstance, as it says, you know, and focusing on our circumstances and focusing on the difficulties instead of focusing on God, instead of focusing on Him like we should have been doing in the first place and getting our eyes on Christ. Think of Peter, right? He began to sink when? When he had his eyes off Jesus. He was walking on the water just fine. He got distracted, got his eyes off Christ, and he began to sink. And your life can be the same thing. Whenever we spend time focusing on the Lord and realizing the joy that we have in Christ, 
and letting that fruit of the Spirit develop in our hearts, we're going to walk just fine. But when we get our eyes off of that and focus on the difficulties instead of the Savior, we're going to find ourselves sinking and struggling and not living in light of the joy that God has called us to live in. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day and this podcast. Father, thank you for the technology allowing me to record this. I pray that you would just use this episode to really make a difference in some Christian's heart, Father. That they'll realize the joy they can experience that's found only in you and only in your Son. That they'll access that and live in light of that. And we ask all these things in your Son's precious name. Amen.